Every generation likes to talk about how much harder things used to be when they were kids. You know, we've all gone uphill both ways to school in the snow, all that good stuff, right? But we want to make sure that we're talking about the things we need to do for retirement planning and is it truly harder than it used to be. So that's going to be our podcast for the next couple episodes right here on Plan with the Tax Man with Tony Morrow. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's the tax man. He may not be a superhero, but Tony Morrow has saved many retirement plans with his extreme knowledge of tax planning strategies. It's time for Plan with the Tax Man. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the podcast. Tony and I here to talk investing, finance, retirement, and retirement planning. Is it harder than it used to be? So we're going to break this into, we got 10 points that we're going to cover over the next two episodes. We're going to break this into five and five with Tony and talk about these a little bit and just see, is it that uh, that last couple miles, you know, like I said, the uphill <laughs> going in the snow both ways to school? That's what my dad used to tell me, right? He's like, he's yeah. like, you guys have it so easy. I used to walk uphill both ways. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> you yeah. can't go uphill both ways. What's going on, my friend? How are you doing this week? I've been good. You know, as we're recording this, starting tax season, and yeah. it's kind of a, a weird thing because our weather is it was very, very cold, and we got a lot of snow, and now it's all gone, and it's 60 degrees as we're taping this. So it's weird. It's a weird February start. Yeah, really. Yeah, you're warmer than I am today if you're at 60 right now. So I'm at, yeah. we're at like 52 here, and I'm in the south, so go figure, right? Yeah, it's just odd to see the sun and this in February. We, we hardly ever get this. Well, take it and enjoy it, right? Right, right. Take it and run with it. Well, you, I, hey, talking about the snow, right? So at least you got got rid of some of that with that sun. So enjoy it while you can. Well, let's dive in, Tony. And like I said, we're going to break this up into five and five. So we'll do the first five here and uh, and see what, uh, you know, are things uh, are things harder now, right? I think in some ways they definitely are. And I think in others we might see that there is some easier things. But it's all a matter about having a strategy and a plan that will, I'm sure that's going to be obviously the overarching theme here. But let's yeah. jump in. Let's start with the first one. Job stability and company loyalty, clearly way different mm-hmm. now than what it was for our, you know, I mean, you and I are in our 50s. So clearly different than it was for our parents or even our grandparents for sure. That's true. Yeah. And the reason that is, is because you know, back in our parents' days and grandparents, you went to work for somebody for your entire career, you know, and a lot of times was, that was the goal, right? Yeah, that was, that was it. And so people stayed at the same job and I don't meet too many either on the tax side or the financial planning side that have, I mean, have been with not only just maybe one or two employers, I mean, many that get into their fifties, they've been with 10, 15, sometimes more over their career. And uh, so that's leads to a lot of, I, I would say that that makes it a little harder because people are jumping around more. They're moving 401ks that sometimes they don't even get in them right. and they don't get that benefit of the old time. And yeah. I, I think we're going to cover it a little later, but also too is, you know, a lot of these companies don't have the same type of old fashioned pensions. Right. Well, but there I was that stability there, that. right? Like, so yeah. if you, if you did work that that long 30 year job or whatever at the same place you did, not only did you have the stability of the job, but you also had the stability of the pension and the retirement plan that they, that company tended to offer, right? Which definitely made life a little easier uh, in that respect for retirement strategizing, right? Cause you had your three, uh, you know, three legs of a milking stool, if you want, right, Tony. So you had your pension from that job for 30 years, you had your social security, and then maybe a modest little savings that yeah, you accrued a lot of weight, and you were good. 
you were good. Yeah. You know, and, and some of these other topics will lend itself to that, but that's what you had. And today you don't have that. You've right. got basically the other two and yeah. uh, we'll talk about them. A little and bit. they're definitely harder, the other two yeah. <laughs> to deal yeah. with. So yeah, that first one, I definitely think that uh, in that respect, it's harder now than it used to be for sure. Uh, let's go to housing market stability. All right. So number two here on our list, you know, was it more general? Is, I mean, more stable and predictable? Yeah. I mean, I think there's definitely been times in our in our society over the last, what, 60 years where home prices have been more stable than they currently are. They've obviously gotten out of control here over the last little bit. I don't know. What's your take here? I agree with that. I mean, I you know, back in the older days, it was, I think, a little more stable, you know, but I think the offset to that, we, you know, they, they had higher interest rates back then for the most part. And I think that, again, though, most of our parents, they didn't move around much like like we do, and and especially our, our kids, the younger people. And uh, so I never like to use the home as an asset or, mm-hmm. or a source of uh, income, I guess I should say, when we're retirement planning. It's nice to have the equity. It's nice to have all that. But unless we could turn it into some kind of repeatable and reliable income, everybody's got to have a place to live. And uh, whether it's predictable and or volatile or whatnot, I still like home ownership for clients, and you know, and I know a lot of people, young people especially, will fight me on that. But uh, <laughs> well, I guess I'm a little old school too. Well, so for a little comparison here, right? So thinking about housing, and you're talking about rates. Just, I'm sure you don't know this, Tony, off the top of your head, but I'll throw it at you for fun. What was the U.S. Treasury bond rate in 1980? Right? So, do you have a guess? I'm going to say it was around eight, nine percent. The low was nine. The average yield was eleven point four. Eleven point four, right? So yeah. for having something safe, right, in a bond or whatever, and so you'd go, okay, you know, so we've got that. We've got our stability of our job we just talked about, and we've got our home. Well, what was your home mortgage rate? Yeah. Uh, by yeah, the, the way, mortgage rates were very, very high. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say uh, twelve, thirteen percent. You're 13%. right. Thirteen point seven four in 1980 was the average. Right. Yeah. So I mean, considerably higher, right? And now, granted, the home prices were a heck of a lot lower. And that's the lower. difference than what we're dealing with now, right? You're talking six, seven, and eight percent, maybe you're five to eight percent on, on mortgages right now because of the interest rate rise that we had. But high, you know, the prices are out of control. So that, I think that's where it also is making it harder right now. I mean, if you're a younger person, trying to buy a house is pretty daunting. It's very daunting. My son and his wife, who've been married a couple of years, they're thinking about buying a home, you know, and when they start looking at it, start putting the numbers together and it's hard to make that work as a young Mm -hmm. person, get that mortgage in there. I know when I built my first house and this was was in my lifetime, it was 36 years ago. We built it with the land and it was a small house, sure, but it was $77,000. Crazy, right? Yeah. Crazy. And your truck probably costs that now. Yeah. Your cars are costing that, you know, and the average home, even here in, in Iowa, um, you know, it's up there a couple hundred thousand, Oh yeah, and, I think the average right now is somewhere between three fifty and four fifty. Yeah, which is and, crazy. Well, we're, and depending on where you live, yeah, part of the country. So it is. I think it's rates are low, and I think it's a stretch for these younger people or anybody to to get into them, especially yeah. the first time. Well, right now the old days are are two and oh. We're we're losing here in the modern era for mm-hmm. for it being easier. Uh, let's go to three. Less reliance on personal savings. Well, we touched on that with the milk stool, right? So you had those other two pieces, so you didn't have to have as much saved personally. And obviously that's completely flipped. Look at all the Secure Act changes. I mean, the government, everything is saying, hey, you need to build your personal savings because that's what you know, that's the ticket. You're gonna have to have that. 
You are. And like you say, it's totally on us now as, as oh, yeah. investors, you know, it's not, we, we can't count our employers. We'll talk a little bit about social security here in a little bit, but it's uh, if we don't save and, and we get to the end of the road retirement, uh, it's not going to look very pretty for us. And I, I do think it's, it's uh, was a lot easier back then only because they had those pension plans. I, I would make the case though, that a lot of people back then, and we'll talk about it a little later as well, is um, they didn't really know about saving and whatnot like we do today. But and we'll cover that. And but, that's true. Uh, and we've gotten better at that. But we've also had yeah. to, right? We've had to because yeah. there's just there's we we have to rely on ourselves and our advisors to help us out to get to get us to where we want to be because yeah. uh, it's all on personal savings now, in my my opinion, for sure. And that really leads into number four, which is it was a simpler investment landscape back then. Your options were way less, so it was a little maybe a little easier to navigate. Obviously, now we've got way more complexities going on, but in some ways, it's also easier to navigate now because we have the technology and we have a lot of different things, and we have a lot more options, and in a lot of cases, maybe better options. But what happens is it gets confusing because now there is just so many. Simpler, you know, sometimes can be good, right? So like what we used to have was, you know, just less less options. Now we've got so many options, it's kind of overkill. But we have created a lot of good things. I mean, think about it, Tony, like even ETFs, right? I mean, they've only been around since the 90s, you know. So that was a great change from mutual funds because ETFs are just a little bit faster. There's a little technology allowed that kind of thing to happen. Does that make sense? They did. Yeah. I mean, they did. And and I, I think even with the vast array of investment products available, there are a lot more options to suit specific needs. Yeah. Uh, you you know, can really, di- you can really dial it in now, right? You, you can, you can dial it in. I mean, you know, a lot of people talk poorly about annuities and, you know, they do have their place depending on the situation and back way back uh, those options were, if they had them, it wasn't like they have today the, you know, that you've got fixed, you've got variable, you got, you've got everything under the sun, just in that arena. Yeah. Let alone uh, thousands, maybe now of mutual funds and, mm-hmm. and all of that. So I agree. I, I think both sides of the fence there, it was simpler, so it was easier, but I think today we have more options to help us. It, you got to learn about them and get yourself educated. But yeah, you can really fine tune your 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 investing landscape now, which I think is really necessary. Leading back to that prior one, right? That personal savings, you know how you're building your, and it's not just the word savings. It's not like money in the savings account, right? It's your personal, you know, wealth. It's your portfolio that you've built, right? Yeah. Which we know. So you've got to use the tools. You've got to be invested. I mean, you really do because you got to keep up with inflation, right? So it's it's all this. We talk about it a million times, Tony. It's all this big puzzle that you do have to build. And so I think the technology and the tools certainly have helped in that landscape side of that thing. So that works well, in my opinion. It gives you more options to help people build all that personal wealth. I think, too, you know, even in my case, compared to 15, 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. you know, when I was younger in this uh, part of the business. Right. We don't have the technology even, you know, well, we have it today, but it's advancing so fast that, you know, we can really dial in people's finances and their plans uh, with basically just getting the data and getting it in there. And then you can run so many different scenarios so quickly. True. We used to have to do that by hand. And, uh, <laughs> Tony was That was not fun. Tony was having hand cramps writing all the time, right? So. Yeah. You know, and then, and then, the, then the spreadsheets came along. You tried to do it in spreadsheets. But now 
you've really got a lot of technology where, and, yes. and the client can be involved, you know, with that, they can always see where they're at, see their plan. True. And, which is great. So yeah, yeah, there's, there's a lot of things, just good things. I, I like about the technology. For sure. Are you at the 30 year mark yet? I know you've been doing this quite a while. Are you as 30 years? Uh, but 30 years, 31 years, 31. All right. Yeah. 31 years. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean, a lot has changed right in the industry, you know, you're a CPA, a CFP and an EA. And uh, again, you've seen a lot of changes uh, you, you know, you don't go so far back at where you were just using the abacus, but <laughs> no, but when I got out of college, when I went to work for a CPA firm, I literally had two pencils and an adding machine on my desk. And nice, nice. Good stuff yeah. right there. All right. Well, let's talk about the last one, higher interest rates. Since, you know, we, interestingly enough, 2022 and parts of 2023, uh, and even still right now, but certainly felt like this interesting, you know, what's that saying? History doesn't repeat itself, but it often rhymes. Well, everything felt like the seventies all over again, you know, in, in a very interesting way and not in a great way either. Gas prices are high. Interest rates were high, you know, shortages, all these kinds of things. We were seeing a lot of stuff, you know, kind of throwing back to that. And so we just talked about the bond rates and the housing rates, you know, back in the eighties, they were quite high, even compared to now, and so, you know, it's grain of salt a little bit, right? It's like, oh, I'd love to get 13% on a CD, but you'd also be paying probably 13 to 16% on a mortgage. So take your poison. Yeah. And then you had you had rampant inflation back then as well. Right. And and we certainly um, have that now, but, you yeah, know, we five, have some of that. 5% right now, I mean, you know, 4 or 5% on a CD or even a fixed indexed annuity, some different things like that. I mean, there's some decent numbers now versus what we even saw just a couple years ago, Tony. But again, you got to have a... You got to have, you know, like it's like Thanksgiving dinner. It's like that plate, right? You got a little bit of everything in order to have a really good Thanksgiving meal on your plate. If you just had turkey and mashed potatoes, it might get a little boring. Yeah. I remember when my mom, and, and this was in uh, 87, her dad had just died and she had some money and we we stuck it in a mutual or a money market mutual fund. And it was paying like 9%. And, you know, back and then, you know, I think with the higher interest rates, What's happened over the years is, you know, inflation's come way down, rates have come way down. And for saving for retirement, especially last 20 or so years, except for a few peaks here and there, it's never been eight or nine percent, five, and everybody's jumping up and down, is you know, it's been around one or two percent on the safe side with CDs and things like that. And, you know, people saving for retirement have had to say, look, I can't build anything, you know, with those kinds of rates. And so they've had to move to other types of investments. But um, I like the low interest rate environment. I mean, I think it's better for uh, a lot of different things. I know retirees, you know, obviously they want as much as they can, but uh, that whole interest rate thing intrigues me. Um, and I know I just watched on 60 Minutes, they were talking about, you know, possibly lowering rates again, the Fed and and where we're going to be at with that to try to keep, you know, inflation in check and uh, yeah, and bring us back to some sort of normalcy. Yeah, they're, you know, they're talking about it, but it just seems like we continue. And the problem is, is that what we've gotten into is society with our leaders and everything else. And again, just my opinion, but we keep making short-term decisions versus long-term decisions, right? Yeah, they do. Uh, we do. And, and so we kind of re, we we're very reactionary versus looking at things from the longer picture. And then it winds up being problematic later. And, and there's like, well, it's somebody else's problem to fix later. Right. And at some point we kind of yes. have to stop doing that. And you don't want to do that when it comes to your retirement. Well, I'll make a short term decision and I'll deal with the, you know, deal with the rest of it later. Well, later runs out. Right. I mean, like Tony and I just said, we're in our fifties now later starting to get shorter, you know? Yeah. And it, our government, unfortunately, does too much of that. 
if oh, we yeah. try that, like you say, we're, we're really going to end up on the short end, which is why we're going over all this, you know, is, is to hopefully instill some, some visions, some aha moments, something, you know, to uh, make sure you're, you're staying on top of your plan. Yep, definitely. And that's why you got to strategize, folks. It's why you got to have somebody in your corner uh, helping you work through things. It's not as easy as it used to be. Certainly retirement planning is harder now. Maybe some would argue than ever. You know, uh, There's definitely a lot of things that can be helpful in today's in, uh, environment and era, but a lot of complications as well. So got to have a, strategize, uh, a strategy and got to have a plan to help you strategize, a planner, I should say, to help you strategize. So reach out to Tony and his team and get onto the calendar if you're not already working with him. Uh, share the podcast with others that might benefit from uh, our content here. That when we do these every co- a couple of you know, a couple times a month, and you can find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, all that good stuff. So reach out and let them know if you need some help at yourplanningpros.com. All the tools, tips, and resources are there at yourplanningpros.com. And uh, subscribe definitely, definitely so that you can get the next episode, which we'll continue this conversation on. Tony, thanks for hanging out, buddy. All right, we'll see you next time. Yep, we'll see you next time right here on Plan with the Tax Man with Tony tomorrow. Securities offered through Avantax Investment Services, SM. Member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Avantax Advisory Services. Insurance services offered through an Avantax-affiliated insurance agency. Investment strategies discussed in this episode may not be suitable for all investors. Please consult with a financial professional.